Lukens Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is back. 48 hours fishing on any lake you want in Clearwater, Hubbard, and Beltrami counties. And a $3,000 first prize to the walleye champion and the bass champion. Registration is now live and Tracy Pogue, the tournament director, joins us with all the details. Plus, Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service talks malax, muskies, and pike. And it's Lake of the Weekday. We head down to the Brainerd Lakes area to get all the details. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country is sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Well, it's time to talk about another tournament. This time, the second annual Lukens Village Foods United Way Tournament. And Tracy Pogue is joining me. He was on the committee last year. They put him in charge of it this year. Congratulations for that, Tracy. Thanks. I guess when you miss a meeting, that's what happens. <laughs> well, Tracy, obviously you are you are a veteran of planning big events. Uh, certainly you were very instrumental in the Krause Anderson for years, which is now the Knights of Columbus. And so uh, this one, though, is, is a very different kind of tournament, which partially because we developed it in the, in the time of COVID, as it were. Uh, but it's kind of a unique uh, idea. I like the idea of uh, all the people who can fish wherever they want to. Yeah, that's really a different twist to this tournament when you think about it. United Way's core backyard, so to speak, is Beltrami, Clearwater, and Hubbard County. And we just followed that guideline and said, you know what, any lake within those areas, uh, you're able to fish. With the new technology that's out there with the local angler, uh, excuse me, tourney angler tournament app, um, we can use that, and it works fantastic. Folks can go out and fish, record their their hero shot, a little picture of the fish, and they can go to any lake they would like to. We had a pretty good uh, group of people fishing that first year, too. It was, it was busy. I think we had 70 teams, and we're looking to get a little bit closer to 100. Uh, very nice payouts if you... Follow the guidelines on the tournament. You'll see that there's a $3,000 first prize for bass and $3,000 first prize for walleye. Yeah, that's uh, there's two different categories. You can choose to be in both. Uh, most people chose not to be in both. Uh, this year we're gonna we're gonna cut it back by a day as well. So it's gonna be a two day tournament. But you're gonna have all day uh, Friday and all day Saturday. And I can't remember the exact dates, but it's like the third weekend in July uh, to get out there and fish. Yeah, we're we're really excited about it. You know, the the, the bottom line is that when any uh, tournament hits on a weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, there is an awful lot of people that are really busy. And one of the things that we thought of is that if we extend this out a day, uh, there there'll be an awful lot of people that say, you know what, I can fish Friday, but I can't fish Saturday. But I'm going to still uh, help and support the United Way. So that's what we're hoping is that if you got just Friday off or just Saturday off. Go ahead and give it a shot. Last year, the weights didn't change much from first day to second day. They just didn't. So um, we're really encouraged that uh, people from all over the Tri-County area here can take a shot and, and a chance to win some money and support a great cause. And basically, you can start at midnight Friday and fish until midnight Saturday night, Sunday morning, if you choose, or any any time within those 
48 hours. It is really a, a, a neat format. In most tournaments, you have to show up at 7 a.m., do a, a either a shotgun start or a, a you know one at a time, and then fish until a designated time, and you're done. You got about eight hours. This way, you got a couple of days. If the weather looks really bad on Friday, go Saturday. It's a really a neat choice. Uh, we kept it super affordable. It's uh, 200 bucks a team, and you know just about anybody can get in. And I'm really, really proud of our community for supporting it the, the way they have in the last year and this year. Uh, we're already probably going to set a record. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good fundraiser for the United Way right off the bat, and it looks like it'll be a bigger fundraiser for them this year, which is great. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat um, a bunch of fishermen getting together for a great cause. And um, as you know and as you mentioned, I've been around the, the tournament scene here in our Bemidji market for 30 years, and it, it's no surprise. Anglers step up to the plate when there's a good cause, and they get to fish and show off their skills at the same time raise some money. You know, um, the the apps. Uh, everybody's getting used to them now. We've been they've been getting more and more popular. But uh, certainly, it is the type of thing that'll bring in that next angler, that next generation of anglers, uh, the, that tech savvy crew. No doubt, we have kids uh, fishing that um, I believe our age group. And you have to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think we started at twelve or fifteen. I don't remember what the the cutoff is. But uh, my personal company, Krauss Anderson, we have sponsored what's called the Legacy Award. And we're encouraging um, the the captain of the boat, the anybody eighteen and over, to take somebody that's in that younger age and show them the ropes and what it feels like to fish in a tournament and get the competitive juices flowing. So there's a little prize for them for the highest finishing place in that tournament uh, wins that legacy award. And uh, they they get a lifetime fishing license. Correct? Absolutely, we thought what better gift that we can give them than the gift of fishing forever in the state of Minnesota. That that is, that is a great gift. That's an awesome gift. Well, um, so this is is again a forty eight hour tournament. You basically don't have to come in for a rules meeting. Everything's going to be done online. You get to fish where you want to fish. And uh, after 48 hours, we'll know who's taking home the checks. Yeah, and it's a, it's a very safe system. Um, when the, the tournament app first came out, folks were thinking of all different ways that they might be able to uh, rig the system or cheat, if you will. But um, th- these guys got it figured out. It really works out well. We've got a couple of pictures. The picture actually identifies the uh, a geo cache or a, whatever that is called behind the scenes to let us know what... what um, area they are in and nobody other than our tournament director which is shannon lee can see the actual lake that they're fishing on and we just make sure that if somebody says hey i saw so-and-so fishing up on red lake well that's outside of our area and we can look real quick on those pictures to, to identify to make sure it's in the county we don't share that information with anybody but we have the technology to make sure they're in the three counties that we're fishing in and registration, by the way, is now live at uwfishingbemidji.com, uwfishingbemidji.com. $200, get yourself a team, um, whether it's a buddy, um, a cousin, a nephew, your best friend, whatever it is, um, get out there and have fun for a day. I know we, we talked about a lot of different scenarios, but it ended up being uh, going back to the uh, the two categories and uh, we ended up getting more prizes this year. There's, a, there's an, in addition to the cash prizes and the legacy prizes, I think, I believe some other prizes depending on some random place finishings. Yeah, I believe uh, the Keg and Cork sponsored the big bass. And um, now I forgot the other big walleye. I'll have to get that information to everybody. But there's a big walleye, a big bass. Then there's some 
just like you'll see some of the winter fishing tournaments, there'll be some different prize awards for different odd number places. Okay. Well, get registered, and uh, again, everything's online, including the tournament itself. Uh, Tourney Angler is uh, is the app you need to get, and that's that's basically uh, just a website that you bookmark. It's and no charge, obviously. Yeah, the anglers have have all pretty much fished now with an app if they've fished in the last two years. It really probably is the future of tournament angling. Um, it's all catch and release immediately. You you catch the fish. Your partner takes a picture of you holding the fish, of you measuring the fish, and the fish is immediately released. So the old days of going up on stage and showing everybody your your catch, you're basically showing them a picture on the internet of your catch. Yes. Uh, so we're being very kind to the resource, at, all while still being able to have a, a competition. I've seen a few uh, tournaments this year using Tourney Angler app. The only advice I would have is practice taking pictures. Yeah. Make sure it's not blurry. Yeah, that's a really good advice. For those of you that are considering, it is very foolproof on how to do it, but you have to get the juices flowing out of your system while you're taking that picture. So if you've got a really big fish and you're excited to get them back in the water, we just have to make sure that the nose is touching the board and the tail is pinched so we can make sure we can see how long it is. So um, there was a, a couple examples in, in many tournaments where we have to disqualify a fish, but that's the very rare occurrence. Okay. We'll talk about this more as we go along and get closer. Anything else before we wrap it up, Tracy? No, I, on behalf of United Way and and all of our sponsors, and um, we, we, we just cannot be more appreciative that – a community in a time of COVID last year and everything that was going on with the pandemic really stepped up. And this year, I'm super happy to announce that we're already over last year's uh, dollar amount raised for the United Way. And if anybody really wants to know what's happening at the United Way, um, just go to their website and look at all the partner agencies that United Way supports in our community. You'll be very surprised who's on that list and what the United Way really does for Bemidji. Tracy Pogue is the uh, chair of the United Way tournament, the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament in its second year. Tracy, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Kev. Once again, the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is coming up July 23rd and 24th. You can start midnight the 23rd on whatever lake you want in those three counties. And you can fish until midnight the 24th, or actually the 25th, and wrap it up then. 48 hours of fishing if you want. Any window between those 48 hours, you can fish as well. It's a great tournament. We had a lot of fun with it last year. Hope you'll be part of it this year. They do have a Facebook page, as well as the website, which again is uwfishingbemidji.com. uwfishingbemidji.com. You can get registered right now. Later on in the show, Brainerd Area Fishery Supervisor Mark Bacigalupi has this week's Lake of the Week. But up next, some bike and musky talk with Steve Sapaniak from Predator Guide Service. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. 
Well, checking in with Steve Sapaniak from uh, Predator Guide Service. Steve, uh, how's everything on the big water these days? You know, Kevin, I can't complain. You know, with the un- unruly, you know, warm weather we had, then the cold front that came through, then back to being a little bit warm, the fish are still going. You know, usually rule of thumb with a small cold front, things slow down, but things are looking pretty good. I had a father and son team out yesterday. Uh, they had uh, seven follows muskies, and they had three hits, didn't get a single hook in any of them. You know, that's fishing. I got a husband and wife team today from Pennsylvania. We're taking a small lunch break, and we're going back out this afternoon. Got some nice pike, you know, up to 36, 37 inches. So uh, can't complain, really. Things are going pretty good, Kevin. So is that uh, mainly what you've been doing today is just going for pike? Uh, pike and muskies. Okay, you know, both. Uh, yeah, yeah. the wife had something really nice size on, uh, lost it halfway to the boat, and you know, I analyzed the situation. I knew right away what happened. You know, she's not much, she's getting used to fishing. Let's say that she didn't set the hook, you know, and you got to do somewhat of a hook set. But, you know, this is a learning curve when you haven't fished that much and everything. Her husband, he fishes a lot. So, yeah, it was fun. They took their camper all the way from Pennsylvania to Minnesota to fish with me. And uh, I feel pretty honored. And, yeah, we're having a good time. Really healthy pike are hitting right now, which is nice to see. None of them are skinny. They're looking pretty fat and chubby. So if you're looking for a big pike, folks, here's another spot to go. So what do the muskies and pike seem to be wanting right now? Uh, they're going into uh, spinnerbaits right now, the pike are right now, Kevin. And the muskies are liking that baby beaver, the micro one, the really small one. That has been producing really well. In fact, that 50-pound-plus muskie we got, it uh, fell you know, fell prey to a beaver. It hit it and everything. Uh, it was a small beaver, not the, not the regular size, Kevin, or the big size. This is just a medium size. And then they got the micro one, which is what the other muskies have been going on. So, uh, you know, a lure that came out a few years ago that's taken the industry by storm, you know, has been producing pretty good. We've taken muskies over 50 pounds on it. We've taken northern pike up to 23 pounds on the baby beaver. I've taken uh, one of my biggest uh, largemouth bass, seven pounds on a baby beaver. So, you know, this lure is kicking butt. So if you're looking for something new, folks, Try the baby beaver. You know, it does a pretty good job. What seems to be the biggest mistake uh, inexperienced anglers make when they're trying to land a muskie? Oh, well, I'd say the biggest mistake for hooking one is not realizing that little love tap's a hit. That's Mm. the biggest mistake, you know. And then for landing a fish, I tell everybody, don't horse it. That's the biggest mistake people make. They want to horse that fish of a lifetime? Don't. Take your time. You know, play it. Don't exhaust it out, obviously, but don't horse it either. By horsing a fish, it's going to wear itself out completely, trying to fight you every ounce, every inch of the way. You know, muskies are notorious for giving all they can to fight, to you know, with a battle. We're northern pike, a 20-pound northern pike. <clears throat> After a little bit of a battle, it's just going to say the heck with it and give up. Well, not the same with a muskie. I mean, we have actually seen them, after playing them out for too long, you know, die of a heart attack. <clears throat> and that's one thing you want to avoid. So don't play too long. Don't play too uh, too quick, neither. You know, take your time. Work that fish. You know, work him back and forth. When it wants to run, let him run. It'll wear itself out. You know, so that would be the biggest bit of advice, you know, or mistake when they got a muskie is they try to horse it in. Take okay. your time. Boy, I tell you, to, to hear you talk about northerns, you just don't hear those kind of northern reports all that often. You hear lots of reports of lots of northerns, every now and then a big one, but just the consistent size on Mille Lacs uh, is pretty spectacular. It is. You know, like I mentioned, you know, quite a few quite a few times on the show, you don't have to go to Canada to get, <coughs> excuse me, the trophy of a lifetime when it comes for the walleye. Same thing, Kevin. You don't have to go to Canada to get a trophy pike, which many of us have done, spend good money going 
I mean, we've taken pike up to 46 and a half inches on the lax. Like, that's pretty impressive. Um, we've taken, on my website, I've got, we've taken over 1,400 northerns over 40 inches. Well, I can guarantee you folks, well over half of them, probably a 1,000 of them, were taken off on the lax lake. And the best part is, you know, 99% of those pike are still there. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're fatter. So come on up and have a shot at some of those pike we've taken. We've got pictures of catch and release works good. Yeah, it's a trophy fishery, no doubt. Northern pike are really, really doing well even though they've been spearing them the last five years in the wintertime, you know, and that brings up, too, another topic. I used to spear, too. I enjoyed it. But, you know, you don't need to always come home with a 40-inch pike neater, you know. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one for the wall already, I'm sure you'd, you know, you could get a replica made. But, uh, yeah, trophy fisheries, they need to be respected, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, what is it about Mille Lacs that uh, allows those northerns to get so big? What are they doing right over there? You know, I think they're doing everything right, but uh, i got to be honest with everybody. No, uh, Mille Lacs Lake is full of high, fatty forage, you know, fish for the northern pike muskies and walleyes to feed on. We're talking big, big white fish. We're talking siskels. We're talking tulipies. All three of those fish are high in body fat, high in oil. And that's the key that makes these fish grow, that makes the pike muskies and walleyes grow so quick, so fast is all that fat oil, and it, uh, it's doing a real good job. I remember when they first introduced muskies into Mille Lacs, I watched the truck dump 5,000 of them into Cove Bay. And within about four years, you had muskies with the body of a 10-pounder, a 10-pound body, in the head of a four or five-pound fish. <laughs> they look like morphodites, but they eventually they equaled out. So that's what these fish do. They, they feed on these high-fatty fish, forage fish, and it fattens everything up real quick. So you just, you, Mille Lacs just happens to be one of those magic places that's just got the right forage to make it happen. It does. It's got all the key ingredients to make one heck of a fishery. Just imagine having all the key ingredients, everything you love on top of one pizza. You know, that's what <laughs> Mille Lacs has. It has, all the right, yeah, it has all the right forage. It has all the right cover. It has everything and anything that could make this a trophy fishery, and it is. It's fantastic. And I know, you know, you're right now, you're very busy in the muskie and the uh, in the northern portion, but you talked about, you, you touched on walleyes, plenty of big walleyes on that lake, too. Same reason. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll never forget the biggest walleye I've ever seen in my life was on Mille Lacs Lake in Vineland Bay. This thing was all of 32, 33 inches chasing my muskie lure. And I just kept praying to God, please let this thing bite. It was just humongous. That's that fatty forage. That's that fatty base these fish got to feed on. They're doing real well. And the same, you know, same one with uh, the bass, Kevin. Uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, one of my guys, when we were musky fishing, he had a spinnerbait with a little white grub tail on back. And that smallmouth bass figure-eighted ten times trying to get that little tail on that <laughs> spinnerbait. And the amazing thing was this bass was 24 to 25 inches. That's world-class smallmouth anywhere in the United States. So they're here, no doubt. Hey, are you hearing anything from any other lakes from uh, anglers out there? You know, there's been a decent panfish bite, nothing fantastic, but looking pretty decent. Uh, Shakopee's already weed choked. You can't get into it, and the water's low. But Farm Island's pretty, doing pretty good on the panfish bite. The crappies have slowed down, but the blue bluegills are doing good, as well as the largemouth bass is doing really well on Farm Island. you got got um, little whitefish across on the west side of Mille Lacs Lake is doing pretty good. Crappies, bass, and bluegills. Again, not so many other crappies, you know, but a lot of bass and a lot of bluegills. Knife Lake going towards Mora, south of Mille Lacs Lake, is doing all right for walleyes and for bluegills. Uh, Borden Lake over by Garrison is doing pretty good for bluegills. A lot of three to a pound, Kevin, and a lot of four to a pound. But that's perfect size for eating. 
You know, you get a nine inch bluegill, you get a ten inch bluegill, even eleven inch bluegill. Those are trophies. No one says you got to take it home and put the knife to it. Take some good pictures and uh, instead of putting the knife to it, make a replica out of it. You know, 10, 11 inch bluegills are trophy size. So that's pretty much the fishery part from around the area. You know, it's just a matter of getting out there and having some fun. What would you suggest for those going out to, to catch some bluegills or crappies? You know, right now, that's a good question, Kevin. Right now, I would sit on the edge of the bulrushes where there's cabbage weeds, and you're going to find, you know, the cabbage end in about 12 feet of water. And wherever there's a deep drop-off, that is where you are going to find your crappies and your bluegills. The bluegills will be holding closer to the edge by the cabbage, and the crappies will be in the same area, but they'll be out further and a little deeper. Right now, you're going to find the crappies in anywhere from 12 to 16, 12 to 18 feet of water. But early in the morning and late in the evening, those crappies are going to move up when the light gets less and everything because they're eye sensitive. They're going to move up to feed in the shallower waters. You're going to find them next to the bulrushes in the cabbage and anywhere from about 12 feet of water to as low, little as 6 feet of water. Uh, like I said, they're the same place where the bluegills are, just a little deeper, Kevin. So this time of year, look for the bulrushes with cabbage weeds next to them in a drop-off, and you're going to find your bluegills and your crappies. Steve Sapaniak knows what he's talking about. He's been an outstanding and successful guide in Mille Lacs for many, many years. Steve, people want to make a mid-to-late summer trip and, and try some of those muskies and northerns. You got any spots available? You know, I got some openings available for July and August. Uh, give me a call. Go on my website, uh, all one word, predatorguideservice.com. I got my phone number there. Uh, give me a call. Leave a message. I'll get back with you within a day. Let's get something together and get you on some of those big northerns and big muskies. Always great information from Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service. Steve, as always, thanks for taking a few minutes today. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're headed down to the Brainerd Lakes area, checking in with Mark Batchigalupe. He is the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor, and we're talking Clearwater Lake. When you say, Mark, when you say the Clearwater Lake, you got to get specific, because I don't know, there's got to be a, about a thousand Clearwater Lakes in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a pretty good one, though, a 905-acre lake. It's the one uh, four miles south of Deerwood. So, how? Uh, yeah, so four miles south of Deerwood, uh, most people probably have a pretty ran- good idea where that might be. So if we wanted to, to specifically get on the uh, lake and on that, uh, th- that access, how do we get there? Yeah, uh, you'd be coming down Noki Lake Road. That's uh, also known as County Road 8 um, from Deerwood and... It's a it's a strange little access, um, not not a huge parking area, and it's actually a little bit of a you have to go down the outlet of the lake to you know a, whatever a hundred yard stretch to get to the main basin, so it can be a little bit of a congested area on league night and stuff like that. Something to watch for. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it can't be a real secret to those who are in that area because it's just uh, I'm looking at the numbers here and it's just too impressive a fishery for anglers to not know about it. Definitely a local favorite um, with the bass being a feature, uh, smallmouth bass in particular, where we don't necessarily have smallmouth everywhere, uh, but also a good walleye fishery too. So. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the at the walleyes, and, you know, four per net, and this was based on a, well, it's a pretty recent survey, 2019, and the average size uh, in the standard gillnets was 
almost two and a half pounds, which is amazing. And then you go over to the Northerns, and you have a lower density, but you've got an average weight of over three and a half pounds. Um, that's really impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those gems that uh, it seems to be balanced right now. Things are working there. Um, uh, it's a nice rocky shore. It's a nice fishing experience, too. Um, you've got larger blocks of land out on that lake, and so a lot of the shoreline is is not houses every 100 feet. Nice. Um, I, I'd mentioned that um, there's a conservation easement on a chunk of the Presbyterian f- uh, forest on, on the lake, that they have a, a decent amount of land holdings on the lake, and so those are protected from development, and and you've got some really nice rocky shorelines there, and uh, uh, it's good for fishing habitat. Now, Brainerd area, new to me as far as doing the show, we have been pretty Bemidji-centric until this year, We're excited to be uh we can listen to in the Brainerd area and able to explore some of these things. And I'm just wondering, um, you know, we're that much further north. Is, does that make a little difference in the size structure? Well, good question. You know, the uh, the size structure dynamics of a lake really depend on a lot of things. Sometimes it's angler harvest as well as is, um, is affecting those numbers and, and forage base and habitat. Um there, there are uh, rusty crayfish in the lake, which is uh, a regulated invasive species, but they are providing a forage base for the smallmouth bass there that we're seeing in really high numbers. And, uh, you know, um, must be just the right amount of nutrients, you know, not too much, but uh, enough to um, get the food chain started from the base levels. Clearwater is one of those uh, lakes, uh, I don't know, I guess I would call them tweeners. You know, it's not one of the monster lakes, but it's not one of the little uh, ponds hidden in the woods either. It's a in good, solid 900-plus acre lake. Yeah, nice place to check out if you're in the area. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a few things the anglers should be interested in. Uh, it's it's uh, stocked every three years with walleye fingerlings to, uh, to keep those... Uh, with the solid numbers, and it's just interesting because uh, we talked about Hubert a little while ago, and that's every third year, too. Another lake where it's kind of a lower-level stocking, just producing really good results, something maybe we should be case-studying for, for other places. Again, this is another one of those fun little lakes. Looks like there's a bay here, a bay there, lots of structure, points, um, lots of interesting things to, to check out on Clearwater. Yeah, it's interesting. We've talked about uh, Serpent Lake, which had a 22-foot secchi depth, and then you'd think clear water would be right up there, but it's actually a little bit, a uh, little bit of color in the water with 11-foot secchi depth. And uh, I, I just, I do know that it's still, uh, you know, a lot of clear water in the Brainerd area, and some low-light fishing times can be um, kind of the ticket. So. All right. And again, the the neat thing is, in an area uh, that doesn't have a lot of opportunities, that is a great smallmouth opportunity. That's right. the The smallmouth are um, there's everything their size and numbers there too. So, uh, if you're a young smallmouth bass angler, it'd be something to definitely put on your list. What about other panfish that are fun to catch, like bluegills and crappies? Do we have uh, do we have good numbers of those? Yeah, I'd say that the bluegills um, do run on the small side a little bit out there, so maybe not necessarily the feature, but the crappies are uh, a really good size out there. Maybe not huge numbers, but quality size is something to keep in mind. 
Well, you know, it's uh, people love uh, quality sizes, but when you're in a place where there's quality sizes, please, you know, don't keep everything. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's nice, and I and we do see more and more anglers these days uh, practicing that, where they might keep a 10-inch crappie and let a 12-incher go, which is it's really nice to to cycle some of those fish and have uh, have that opportunity still there again. It's Clearwater Lake, our Lake of the Week. Mark Bacigalupi of the Brainerd Area Fisheries Office. He's the supervisor with all the details. Mark, thank you so much for giving us the details on Clearwater today. Yeah, thanks for having me as always. Tomorrow we wrap up the week with another great show. We're going to hear from Nate Blazing of S&W Guide Service in Brainerd Lakes. Find out what's going on over there. Plus, he will tell us all about the Walleye Coalition. And Mandy Urickson as well. She's got some great tales to tell, too. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app so you can listen at your convenience and get all the podcast-only bonus content. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Fishing for Bunyan Country. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.